Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bizarre Briefing. This is the February 2020 edition. I'm your host, Bryce Castillo. Joined, as always, with Brant Hughes. Hi, that's me. John Rail. Hi. And we've got a special guest. John, do you want to introduce our special guest this week? This is Matthew David, or as I call him, Matt David. He is from L.A. He has been uh, my longtime associate and co-producer for like over 10 years now, wouldn't you say? That's how long he's been trying to get rid of me, and he just can't do it. And uh, when I first got here, like within a couple months, I was like, Matt, can you do me a favor? Matt, can you do this? Matt, I'll pay you to do some remote editing. And soon he became just a part of the pipeline of a remote editor. In fact, Bryce has worked with him uh, at least once. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. And so now I figured, you know what? Let's just get him out here so he can see everything that we're telling him so that things make sense. Mm -hmm. See Mm -hmm. what the hell is going on here. Make things kind of click together for me. Yeah, well, let's dive into that just a little bit here. So has so you're at the middle of your second week, or this is a two-week stay here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you are in the middle of your second week. Is that right? That's correct. How has that? How has the experience been? Seeing oh, us work. It has been. <laughs> um, it it's been a great experience overall. Um, I'm really thankful because there's there's something about you. You kind of have to be like on the ground in the middle of it to really understand how how all parts of the pipeline work like uh, yeah. there there were things that I vaguely knew about like pieces of the the pipeline that I vaguely knew about like like um just the order of events the order of operations for the editing process but actually like being here and actually like I now kind of understand why I have to do some of the things I do to kind of like make everything fit together. Whereas before it was like a little bit vague and a little bit like, mm, okay. Is uh, that because we tend to shoot unscripted or just, do we do something weird? Um, no, no. Um, it's, I, I it's just, just, it's just, that sounds like a loaded question, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've, uh, I've done plenty of like unscripted, uh, like stuff before. It's just the fact that you guys have such like a, a really tight, really like thought out, process a really thought out workflow um Mm. that there's a reason that you do everything that you do and until i was actually came here and like saw the reasons i was like i was always a little bit like unsure of myself but now that i see like really how like all the workflow goes they like really make sense nice Mm. Uh, and and kind of on that topic you recently had a video go up that you oh yeah primarily edited yeah it was my very like before this um God, I've edited like as just rough cuts. Like how many? At least like half a dozen. At least like at least half a dozen, prob- yeah. probably more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was the first one. This um, uh, the one that just came out last week. Yeah, this snare was the, traps. Yes, yeah, the snare trap one. The uh, the Bugs Bunny trap. This is the first one I really took from start to finish of the uh, of the editing process. I really got to see how all the pieces of the puzzle kind of plugged in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, um, uh, John and Brant here like gave me plenty of notes, kind of held my hand like through it. Um, but it, it was just amazing to finally be able to kind of like see the entire workflow from beginning to end. Yeah. Were, you, were you here when we shot this episode? No, no. I, I wondered because we've been doing a bunch of shoots while you're here mm-hmm. um, because you also can help with the production side of, of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's funny. It's, it's funny that the, the, the video that you've uh, gotten out while you're here, I'm sure I know you have more in the pipeline. Um, is, is also one you weren't here doing the shoots with. Well, ideally, that's that's kind of what you want from your editor. You want your editor to kind of come in uh, to the footage fresh. Like, I mean, I know that's kind yeah. of like a luxury, especially for like a, a smaller operation like this. Right. Uh, but if you can do it where the editor's coming with a fresh set of eyes, uh, then at least you can maybe like um, 
It, it's kind of like the ideal that the editor will be a little bit more brutal that way. They won't have spent their all the time on set. They won't have fallen in love with certain shots. Mm. They can come in with like quite a bit more of an objective eye and like yeah. just be a little bit more brutal. Whereas like uh, someone who is actually there or a director is like, oh, I really want this shot or I really want this part. Like. Uh, I don't care that you were like baking in the sun and that you tried so hard to get it. It's just not working. It's yeah. got to go. That that's that's interesting because yeah, like you said, we are such a small shop that yeah. all of all of our shooters are the editors. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. You don't have that luxury, so I, I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think like some of the benefit is knowing on set on shoot day what the things that we need to get are. That's the definite big plus. Yeah. Definite um, big plus. But, but you're right. Cause I know that when, when we do like scam nation stuff, uh, or I, even, even kind of going back to when we were doing scam school, uh, when we were on set or for videos, cause we all shot all of the videos at that time. Um, when I would edit a video, I would find, I, I would, I would have a bias towards the shots that I use or the, B, or the B-roll that I got in some cases, mm-hmm. um, especially now that we're doing Scam Nation and that's that's more of a me thing, um, even though we still have multiple people helping on the shoot days. Right, right. Um, Whereas I'm, I'm not buying any of the cameras, so I don't care whose feelings I hurt. Hmm. This guy's or this guy's, I don't know. Yeah. See, we had to be brutal in a different way. <laughs> we, we have to like say, oh man, I just hate hearing Brian and Jason's voice so much now. Just get rid of yeah. all of it. I don't care what shots were in that. Yeah. My motivation on shoot days is to go home. Right. <laughs> uh, are, are there any weird things that we do that you've never seen before? Is that, is, is, is there something that you just see us do and and like whatever like I, it's it doesn't matter what you say or it's cool if you say something real <laughs> <laughs> um the only thing like this is probably the most like um you have like some really pretty like laid back sets and it's mm-hmm. kind of nice like the uh, the sets that I'm used to working on Hollywood they're very much along the lines of if you're only five minutes early you're late Right. kind of a thing uh, and and also the um you, you're familiar with the the phrase the hollywood take or the hollywood roll uh like where you call camera action sound like sound speed oh sh- okay all that yeah. kind of good stuff yeah 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 it's a little bit more like we're a little looser on that a little bit looser on that kind of a thing yeah, yeah. but it's like no no big deal like you still like everyone knows what they're doing behind the camera everyone like you know what you're doing when you're like on sound like everyone everyone it's still like a tight operation it's just yeah. a little bit more informal than like you might find on on the west coast yeah i think i think that's something because brant and i both don't have an la background mm-hmm. right and like i have i have some production background from school but it was not through the film school the the film school at my college it was a different it was a fine arts program oh okay cool and um so coming into in when I came in here, you know, I would uh, either mimic kind of Brant's habits or try to you know uh, compound with them or to to you know work off of that. Right. Where um, I, I I bet John, you probably had a very similar well, feeling when you joined. Sometimes us here. I make you guys say things out loud, which <laughs> you know. I, there's there will sometimes be shoots where you know you are taking the lead john and you'll shout action yeah i'll be like 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it totally LA's shining through. <laughs> I mean, it, it totally makes sense for you guys. You have a, a very closed ecosystem here. Yeah. So it's it's totally makes sense that you just have your own language, your own informal way of doing things. It it totally makes sense. Whereas in LA, LA, you basically have to speak a language, like an industry language, and the language has to be the same from set to set. Yeah. If everyone had their own closed ecosystem of language in Los Angeles, oh, it would be impossible. It would be impossible. Yeah. It would be absolutely impossible, especially since you're working on a different set every week, mm -hmm. every, every week of the year. You know what Bryce will never give me grief for saying? Cut! <laughs> We're cutting! I no, I will give you grief on that because sometimes you cut very quickly. Right. Yeah. That that's like you know, sixty seconds. Because because oh, Lord, I, I I know. But when we need B roll or stuff, and there are so many times where Brian's like, you know, actually, I've got this other take that I think maybe we should just like get some footage of. And it's like okay, yeah, and and and, and that's only from a file management standpoint where mm -hmm. we can look if we were on the ftp or something and we can't see an icon for uh, whatever video file it and i guess you can kind of tell what the file size but if you if there's splits in the middle for batteries or something it kind of makes it tough so mm. uh that's 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 the only and also it means that you have to do more syncing um which i mean usually that stuff is automated so right. it's not a big deal but especially if you end up having like a small clip that's oh we just had a roll for another 45 seconds mm -hmm. you might not have enough uh, distinguishable sound for it to automatically sync so you have to go okay well this is uh this is like a sequential file to the file before so i know it goes after but then i have to like figure out where it syncs up and yeah it can be kind of a thing a little bit of uh, that that would be the only <laughs> be my only only suggestion on on that but yeah, it, it, but it's also a little refreshing, I think, getting some of that pep. Uh, or, uh, pep's not the right word. <laughs> Do I have pep? <laughs> I, I, I think you have a proactiveness to help keep stuff moving in I'm that precious. way. precious. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're glad to have you, Matthew. Thank you. Uh, uh, so thank you for joining us here on The Bizarre Briefing. Let's talk about some shoots. We've had a lot of Modern Rogue shoots over mm. uh, the past past month since the last episode that we've done this yeah and it's been a it's been a short cycle because we did last month late and we've done more shoots than usual in that right. small period of time right i remember in january the word around here being like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pump the brakes after a very <laughs> hectic december but then right because of various things moving around stuff clumps up stuff clumps up weird it just tends mm. to clump, clump up weird but um talking about shoots we just did one uh, over the weekend on Sunday uh, about pipes, about smoking right. pipes. Hmm. A very, very re re requested video, right? Sure. Um, we, if you had to put this on, say, the top 10 of requests for, for videos, where, where would this rank roughly? Hmm. Number one, number 10? Probably like four. Really? Okay, four. That's pretty, that's pretty hot there. Kind, kind of middle of the pack, but maybe maybe slightly higher. Yeah. How um, how how did everyone feel about that shoot? So that was that was an on location shoot here in Austin at uh, Pipe World, I believe, up on Anderson. Yeah. And uh, our our guest expert Kale um, was great. He he knew his stuff. He had all of the different things. He showed us everything. How did you guys feel about that? Because I think that was a shoot where um, everything about it should have been really simple, but then it was like. Mm -hmm. Each of us had our own little thing happen. 
Yeah, like the lighting situation, obviously it is a well-lit, evenly lit store, so you can see all the little pipes and everything. And, right, very standard and, light, fluoresc- overhead fluorescent. Yeah, and Brian, of course, is like, well, we're doing a pipe episode, it should be sexy lighting, and so uh, we're like, well, we didn't bring lights, because it's a shop with plenty of light, and uh, so they had to actually take one of the well, a display off of the wall yeah. and mount it. A light-up sign. Yeah, a light-up sign so <laughs> that we could have like that sexy underglowing light while they smoked their pipes. Yeah. How was, how was that for you, Brent? Because uh, we, we'll talk about uh, this Gamnation shoot uh, a little bit later, but it was a very similar thing of not having an, a lot of light on location. Mm. I, I, I think it was fine. I mean, we have some pretty fast lenses um so and and i also have plenty of experience grading dark imagery so i i don't think it'll end up being too big of an issue okay um it 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 was a little curious and it's one of those things where it's um it's tough because uh you know in in the background we had these uh lighting fixtures uh that kind of felt a little bright for how dark the scene was so I'll kind of have to work around that a little bit in the grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in an ideal world, you would have maybe a, a few diffusion panels or something just to kind of... Uh, Even it out a little? Yeah, just make it not so uh, so spotlight, spotlit in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that'll be fine. Um, I was a bit nervous going into that shoot because this cigar uh, shoot made me really nauseated. Yeah. And feel really bad afterwards. And with kind of how we set up the or how the booking of the shoot was set up, because it, it takes us, I, I think it's pretty safe to say it takes us about an hour to go from zero to ready to shoot for Modern Rogue. Sure. Uh, which is which is amazing. Yeah. First shot within an hour of like getting there and setting up. That's like mm-hmm. like usually like um like a lot of sets I've been on hour and a half, two hours, two hours minimum really. So the mm-hmm. fact that you can get it going in like an hour is like awesome. Yeah. And it's one of those things where we could push it and probably do like thirty minutes, but that would be if somebody had a hard out or something where it's like yeah. let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, usually it ends up being around an hour. Um but also we arrive there a half hour early because uh we was it a half hour or a whole hour where it was a whole hour it was a whole hour where you know they were like well you know come come in early take a look at the place but we don't close until uh five and we got there at four Mm -hmm. um and so you know being around the tobacco smell for for an hour um you especially that first hour you really kind of felt it you know, I, 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 I don't have this, the same sensitivity to smell, but I am not a, a tobacco person at all. Mm. Um, and so I know I at one point pretended to take a call and took a five minute uh, outdoor fresh air break. Um, and then and then uh, Annalise, who has been helping us out on shoots with production stuff, um, she and I went to foods, went to go get some food afterwards. And we as we were walking to the place because it was walking distance. We could just smell the tobacco on each other. Um, mm-hmm. Was that how, how did you handle, or how did that hold? How did you hold up on that? Uh, it, it was it was definitely not nearly as bad as the cigar stuff for yeah. me. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't have a headache or anything. Um, mm. I, I maybe felt a little. Uh, I, I could feel it on me just a little bit, but it, it wasn't too bad of a deal. I so. thought it was you know fairly pleasant, although. Uh, from what the guy says, uh, I realized I will probably never be a pipe smoker. 
because the, one of the first things he told us, he's like, guys, if you're used to cigars tasting super delicious, uh-huh. this is not that. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? You, okay. you went into this shoot saying multiple times, I'm going to buy a pipe. No, I'm going to buy a pipe. I'm going to be a pipe guy. When the first thing they tell you is, you know how cigars taste really good. Yeah, this ain't that game. I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm out. Yeah. Um, and so you, uh, uh, so that was it immediately. Didn't even want to try one. No. Wow. Okay. I mean, if your bar is cigars are delicious, but this isn't quite there. Nope. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on, on the audio side, we had... It, uh, we've talked before about how some of our our original packs, some of which are in the eight to ten year old range, um, are kind of are, are acting up. Uh, not exactly kicking the bucket, but are not in tip top shape. Uh, and we definitely had. It was one of those things where, in the moment, I I, I called you over. Yeah, it was so bad. You asked me for a consultation. And and uh, when. Your your suggestion was like, well, let's just turn them on and turn them or turn them off and turn them on again. Which, um, uh, I I just, I needed the outside voice to be like, there are still things you can do. <laughs> Why don't you try doing them? And then we changed the frequencies on them. And which was also okay. my suggestion. Which was your suggestion? That's that right. Crit. But it was it was it was a thing where I was in it. And I was like, oh god, this is like, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. Um. So I would hope uh, we we have had the road links. We've talked on the show before about getting the road link digital mics. Those are I, I think the one that we have is is still very good. Um, I think its bulkiness is not um, has not gone unnoticed. Mm. I think, uh, but overall they do very good. They they do very good work. Um, yeah, though I have noticed just... a few drops. I have noticed occasionally a few drops. You were it, saying that's because of cell phone distortion, like near the actual H six N. No. Uh, though you there you can get cell phone distortion, but it's more of a like digital noise sort of hmm. sort of. So if you if you, if you ever watch someone on stream or something and they have their cell phone near their USB thing, it, it's a similar sound. Hmm. Um, but no, uh, because they're a digital audio signal, if it loses connection, it drops out like a yeah. like a HD TV signal. And uh, I, I, well, it was one of those Scamnation videos that's come out in the past couple of weeks where. There was just, it, it was not even a lot. It was just like a very brief couple of frames maybe where it dropped out on Brian's mic, mm-hmm. um, which is way preferable to the alternative, which is sure, any yeah. amount of static. So let's, yeah, let's pull the trigger on another one. Yeah. Maybe two if we can swing it. Maybe two. If we, if, if we can swing it, if we can get Brian on a good day <laughs> and get him to, um, to know that we want to buy two of one thing. Um because it, it, we've had a very good experience with it. And that pipe episode just made me go like, God, we are overdue now. Yeah. Like we, we went from having four, uh, working good Sennheiser mics that were a little touchy to now none of them. I trust, I, I would trust yeah. number four, but we don't keep number four packed typically anymore. Yeah. Um, and the only one that actually works is on loan from me. Right. <laughs> yes. Also we are borrowing your identical Sennheiser pack. So, uh, that's that was a pipe. Any other interesting stuff about the pipe? How was it shooting B-roll for that with the with the darkness? Uh, it, it wasn't too bad. It, oh, it, was, it was it was pretty normal. It, it was a thing where I was just looking because I was uh, I was like ten feet away doing the audio hmm. and just looking. I was like, "There's so dark. <laughs> it's so dark." Well, also the exposure had to be cranked way up because the uh, flicker rate of the light in the display cabinet oh, was right. sixty hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to get exposure down to about that range anyway. 
Um, so, you know, slow movements. That yeah. I kind of think, huh. um, as far as shooting the episode, I, I, I wonder if that episode is going to, um, suffer a little bit from just sort of, um, uh, not really planning the structure of the video at all, because mm. going into it, you know, our, our guest was pretty knowledgeable and yeah. we, we had sketched out a couple of different episode ideas of like, here's an episode about how to smoke a pipe. Here's an episode of like the history of pipes and here's what not to do. Like, yeah, it, it was very vague going up to shooting and even during it. Yeah. And then once we started shooting, it was kind of like, here's a smattering of familiarizing yourself with the fundamental basics. And then here's how to light it. Here's like the very, uh, rudimentary understanding of how, how to prep it and and smoke it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it felt like kind of all of these distinct concrete ideas got kind of meshed together into one thing that maybe didn't do any given one of those as well as it could have if it was just a video about that yeah Yeah. and i feel like i'm going to become a broken record of of this soon but i don't like walking away from an offside shoot with only one episode that is money on the fucking table yep um well and you know it's such a weird thing because when we started when we got there they were talking about doing two and and I guess for just for whatever reason, the the what the details of the second video would look like kind of never emerged. I think part I I think I I think the reason that that happened is because that one episode that we shot kind of encompassed everything. It was first off pretty long. It was about an hour of a shoot, um, and I mean it, it really did cover all the basics. What are the big types? What are the types of pipes you need for those different types of tobacco? And then how do you light it, more or less, right? Tamping and, and all that stuff. And then beyond that, what else? I, I don't know a lot about cigars, but I imagine what happened is what else is substantial enough to do a single episode? Well, and I thought I think, we had a solid idea with a how what not to do, how not to be a cigar chooch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess why I'm saying that is because I don't even know what those do nots are. Oh, true. And if they're mm-hmm. any different than cigar do nots. Or don'ts. Sure. Don't, not do nots. <laughs> no one calls them do nots. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's I I get it. I I I agree in uh, in principle, John, that going and doing a remote shoot like that, you know, it's it's always more efficient for us to do multiple shoots at a time. But, but also, I remember when we would do like six episodes in a weekend, and mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> that's I think it's totally okay if you have like, if you expend a lot of energy into getting one episode and you go like, okay, we feel good about this. Do we have something that we can immediately jump to based off of this? If not, then you know what? Let's call it at one and see how it how it shakes out yeah. and regroup afterwards i think that's t- i i think we have such a big bank right now compared to where we usually have that we can afford some shoots to go that way so, maybe not every shoot but mm, some mm. i just see that bank like i just see waking up tomorrow morning and it's gone we've just spent all the episodes and we're like that's okay what, what do we shoot what so what happens when you build a pipeline for doing three episodes a week <laughs> maybe you should have thought about that i am thinking about it multiple episodes every off location shoot. <laughs> and, and like i i, I see on the on the same line i think that pipe shoot i think if that the one episode that we did do was better blocked out 
I think you could have taken all of the content of that one episode, maybe a little bit of something else and split it into two things. Mm. But I, but, but I think the reason that they kept it long is because, because uh, I remember Brian asking this is like, if we have one video about pipes and at the end of it, you're not smoking a pipe, then, <laughs> then is how, how effective is that video from a, a foundational standpoint where I've watched a video about pipes and I'm not prepared to smoke a pipe still, mm. you know? Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, think, I, I think that, I think there's just like a, if I was a viewer and I was like understanding pipes, cool. And then I watched it and they're not smoking a pipe and they, there's not all of the information to do that. Then oh, I, I feel like, why'd the, you make that call? I feel like the solution to that is if you have two videos, the first video is how to smoke a pipe. The second video is more information about it. So that way, if somebody comes to the second video first, yeah. you can immediately point them to, hey, do you want to know how to smoke a pipe? We've already got that. It's already done. Sure. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that's a good solution. And it, it, it just, I think maybe we, I think we could have even gotten to there, but it's, it's, I think they kind of were leaning on, on our guests a little bit and, and, maybe not prodding him too much for specifics because I, I don't know if this is just their aversion to knowing stuff or Brian's aversion to knowing stuff before we start or something was up that day. There but. is a lot of that West coast. Uh, I don't want to rehearse, man. I don't want to get, is you know, I don't want to lose my Brian. edge. Yeah. I, I, if it were up to me, uh, it would not be scripted, but it would be very block by block. Bullet right. points. Yes. Bullet y points. You would know exactly what you're getting into. And you would know what video you're shooting before you shoot it. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, oh. A lot of times we don't know what the video is until two-thirds of the way through <laughs> filming it. And then we go, oh, this is our message. This is the point that we're trying to get to. Right. And then we just have to sift through all the beginning stuff. I mean, so. there, there's something to kind of be said for that documentary style. But even like a, a documentary filmmaker will usually come in with a plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then maybe halfway through the film, they'll be like, oh, that's actually not what this film's going to be about. Let's throw out the plan yeah. and make this new one. But they come in with an initial plan. Mm. I, so. And I guess before we spend too long on on this topic, I, I think uh, I guess one of my final words on it will be like, I I do think it would be better. Uh, we've said this on the show before. I do think it would be better if we went into shoots with that had more of a structure like that. Mm. And also, I think the times that we've tried to do that for X, Y, or Z reason, those plans were thrown out or adjusted at the very last second um and that can be very demoralizing oh yeah, yeah. and i i totally empathize with jason but at the same time that's brian's job is to hack half of the like just slash half of the ideas that jason presents fully formed mm -hmm. but also but he could do that before he, the day that we're I, shooting it, yeah. yeah it could There's, happen not uh, right before we start filming yeah um which i i that's the frustrating like I, I, like this, this is speaking for me and not for Jason. If I, if that, if that was me in that position, I would say, I need you to look at thieves right now. It is more than 24 hours before the shoot starts. I need you to look at this and just run through it in your head once and tell me all the problems you think about it. Because, because he, Jason puts a lot of work into prepping all this stuff, um, for as much as he can. And he's like, I, I think just the time commitment to do that, you, you know, he still doesn't, you know, a lot of stuff, he either doesn't test run or uh, whatever um, because of that reason. So I, I don't know. Um, no, that's a good point. Pipes. That's pipes. Yay. That's pipes. Hey, pipes. Now, of shoots. now to the number one requested from the Modern Rogue fans. Is What's that true, Brand? Would you put this number one? 
Mm. Higher? Would you put this higher than pipes? I feel like I see pipes more often. Oh wow! Hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, we are talking about uh, a episode on straight razor shaving. So uh, uh, Earl, I don't remember his last name, but Earl, who is a, a local Austin, Amin, uh, something like that. Armin, Amin, one of those. Something. Like that. I'm not quite sure. Uh, he, he's local to Austin. He's not a hairdresser or a, a beauty technician, but he straight razors his own face and. That's the kind of thing where if you do it to yourself enough, you may not have a piece of paper, but you know what you're doing. Hmm. And so I sure. think that was that was kind of it. Uh, that was a uh, that was another long shoot. That was another day where we only oh, did yes. one <laughs> episode because that episode took an hour forty five or something like that. And um, and I, I know I I was feeling for you guys as they were doing the straight. So like the first half of it was just like here's the straight razor, here's gel here's applying it here's testing it on a balloon um but more than half of it in terms of shoot time was earl doing about 90 percent of shaving brian's face and then jason finishing it off right yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i gotta say it was a really long shoot that's gonna be a quick one to edit and it's gonna come uh, out short no Did uh, I, think this? Ooh. I mean i'm editing it right now oh, and it's not terribly quick no oh. so but are you uh, i guess Maybe not quick to edit, but is it editing down a lot? Not yet, no. Really? Yeah, I guess that first talking I mean, section was very dense. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of anecdotes in there. There's there's like 40 minutes before they start shaving, yeah. and a lot of that is information-packed. Um, the shaving part will cut down quite a bit. Yeah. It'll just be like, zip, 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 he's done. <laughs> um, but like all of the talking and information stuff, I'm going to have to like find big chunks to get rid of to find a, a through line of the narrative. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But th- there's just, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know also during the shaving process, uh, it, it, it's, it can be very difficult to get B-roll of stuff that while it's happening, mm-hmm. because in a lot of cases, a lot of the stuff that we demonstrate is, you know, handling things, handling things in front of yourself or on a table. In this case, on someone's face as you're, as you are facing them. And so there are not a lot of angles to see what's, what's exactly going on. And the angles keep changing as well. Right. Um, because he has to go around and he has to approach the hair from different angles. He has to approach the face from different angles. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're talking about like really sharp objects in really sensitive areas, like around the neck. He can't be worried about, Oh, am I blocking this camera over here? He's just, he's got to get the job done and he's got to do it safely. Um, and so, I mean, luckily we have so much footage that I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah. But yeah. going through it, there's a lot of just like me moving the camera a couple feet this way, a couple feet this way. And maybe I get a couple seconds of peeking in between like arms and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it It's kind of a, a weird challenge. Mm. Uh, Matthew, you were handling the other side camera. Uh, mm-hmm. the, our side cameras are, tend to be a little more active than our center master shot. Um, how was that, especially that B-roll experience for you? Because I, 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 I would say I feel like it maybe took you a little bit to kind of warm up and 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 get moving about during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a while to kind of figure out what the rules of your guys' like sets are, like the for um, uh, for like live live kind of on the got to stay on your feet shoots like that. Um, and I just kind of fell. Eventually, I fell back to my old programming. Like, okay, so long as one camera is locked off. 
like either the the wide or the other side, then I can go and do whatever. That's fine. We yeah. just need one of the three kind of locked off, and then I'm locked off, and then those two can like float whatever. And then once they're right. locked off, I can float whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it just, it's, I just kind of like eventually I feel realize that oh, this is just the same thing that I'm always used to. But before mm-hmm. then, I was like. Don't really know, not really sure. So I'm going to play it a little bit more conservatively. You had the same instincts that I did when I first started shooting when there were three people, which is stay on my subjects, stay on my subjects. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, no. If your subject's not talking, fuck them. You know, (laughs) move to the other two. It's a little more 50-50 than that, but I I do think we we tend to have a more active uh, shooting style than stick on, stay on target because because stuff changes so much. and uh, uh, and then John, for you, was that your first shoot, kind of being a floater? Yeah, that was my first shoot where I didn't have to hold a camera. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Cool. Um. Any any other thoughts about the the straight razor shaving? Uh, I I stopped breathing a couple times when uh, Jason was shaving Brian. <laughs> Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, Oh God, this is, where's the nearest hospital. I can't, we have to call an ambulance <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. Uh, oh really? Oh fine. Well, yeah. not an ambulance, but definitely ER visits. Yeah. Uh, that episode I used, um, this old zoom lens that I found, uh, not too long ago. I did notice you had a different zoom lens than normal. Yeah. It's, but- it's just this old Canon lens that was given to me like 10 plus years ago. And then I didn't bring it with me when I moved out here cause I just never used it back then. I didn't have any subjects that needed that kind of telephoto length cause it's like 70 to 300 or Good something. God. Yeah. Um, and um 70 is a lot and 300 is yeah. a lot yeah so. um and uh and yeah and so it stayed at my dad's house for a long time and then at some point my dad gave me a, a crate full of things yeah. he's like here take it i don't want to move stuff. to a yeah. new house with all this junk <laughs> yeah um and it was in there and then i just ended up looking through it like a couple months ago and i was like oh there's a lens in here maybe i can make use of this um, and for this episode specifically, it's like, I wanted to be able to get like really tight on the face to be able to see the beard and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of made sense to use. And that was a little bit interesting. Nice. Uh, all right, let's move on to, uh, body armor, body armor. So I, so someone sent us this body armor and I don't remember if it was our guest who was there that day who sent it. I don't think so. I don't I have think no so. idea, but he knew about body armor and, and ratings and stuff. I right. thought Jason ordered it. No, it arrived. Cause uh, I was here. <laughs> I was here when it arrived and we were very confused about whose right. heavy vest. This yeah. Was. Cause we didn't know it was a, it was a body armor thing at all. It, it, we just knew it was these two heavy vests. Um, uh, I don't know if there's too much to talk about this. Uh, we got some body armor and we shot it with some arrows. Yeah, this is my first and bullets. Day. Yeah, it was my first day on set, and uh, yeah, first day on set, live round day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, John, was I'm first? I'm not gonna be. Uh, <laughs> you're not shooting me on my first day, are you? Like, I mean, what? I feel like that's kind of traditional around here. My 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 first day on this job, we were setting off thermite. Oh, nice. So, oh, the old thermite test footage. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was for wow. it was footage for the uh hacking the pilot pitch for hacking the system yeah that was day one wow, wow. brant's been in a couple actual lethal situations sure i lethal situation but yeah Probably. like when they uh, accidentally uh used the wrong 
aluminum pot or oh sure the sure. the lie episode I was, yeah. I was there for that or yeah when i almost died from heat exhaustion during the that one drifting. Was, that yeah. one was bad yeah that, that one was very bad um what else mm. the, the the one that always got me was the prison spear episode because it's like okay i'm standing in front of uh of a this, circular saw or a circular the, sander yeah this this grinder that they're just holding on to this really sharp piece of metal, and if they happen to let go, I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. So that, that one was that one was precarious, but I think with the more dangerous stuff, we tend tend to be safer. It's always the dumb little things when there are accidents, right? Hmm. Like Jason Jason's ER visit was him cut, slicing up a, a switch, right? Like it should have been easy, and it was just bad knife knife handling skills. Hmm. Um. Are there any other bad, like, bad, like obviously, like, the injury count or whatever, but I don't think of any, like, actually bad. The Evan and Caitlin knife-making one could have been a lot worse. That could was. have been bad. There were a lot of, a lot of mishandlings there. Yeah, and literally things just shattering at very high speeds. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think otherwise, like, because we've done a video on guns before. We've done a couple of videos on, or we did, the, like, the... Um, the pepper spray gun sure pepper spray rounds which mm -hmm. uh was very early um but we tend we, we, to try to be safe we've, we've gotten a lot better over time yeah um i mean especially that body armor episode yes there was live rounds and, and a gun in use at the end there but that was very like sectioned off uh mm -hmm. in terms of like doing stuff and making sure that that the crew was in proper safe. call outs and stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. yeah though so that that was one because they, they were also doing uh th they were also shooting bows and, and using the atlatl for that day uh and i ev everyone would go and move out of the way and i would be sticking around to take like high speed phone cell phone footage um but even then that was that was fine sure that was pretty good uh these episodes were a little bit these episodes kind of i feel like I, I'm, I might have the same problem with as um stuff like desperate defense um which i i guess i'll mm -hmm. see once they kind of take shape in the edit or whatever but a lot of the stuff with desperate spent defense it's a lot like um kids playing with action figures and they're like oh i just beat you up so bad oh look at this oh uh, uh and there, you there's know, not an objective uh there's it's very light on science and data yeah, yeah. like because the results aren't really results they're just like well that kind of works here's what yeah. happens it's it's like it's like using the 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 billiard ball or whatever and hitting dave in the head and being like that sure looked like it hurt that real something, bad probably mission accomplished and <laughs> yeah. um, the, the the body armor one was doubly like that because this is this is i guess maybe a little bit of a spoiler depending on how it edits but like they started off, they they went and got a real bow and arrow to fire at the thing. Um, after Which is about, such a relief. What? It's such a relief because I feel like... Have a real bow and arrow? Uh, uh, Grocknar's Revenge is just a, a ticking time bomb just <laughs> waiting to implode on them. And so they, they, they did probably five looses with the, with the arrow and only one of them hit the vest. And I don't even know, or hit the plate. They they didn't have the whole vest on. They just had duct tape up the plate. And uh, I I I, got, I asked on set. I was like, Are "You guys okay that you only like did this once before you <laughs> fill it full of bullets?" Um, 
and it did take a while to do all those shots because you got to keep it range or you got to get the cameras moved around. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot that each of those shots takes, but like I only did it once. <laughs> and I think there's a 50, 50 chance it would have been the same the second time that they do it. But also I think there's a good chance that that was a fluke or it hit it at a weird angle. And like you said, like if, if the angle is important, then they only have one point of data on the angle that it hits. Mm-hmm. And they even start off the video by saying like this arrow should actually do something to to this plate because it's it's piercing. So uh, I, I guess we'll just see how that goes, huh? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's also a thing where I feel like you know because we're trying to do so many videos, it's mm-hmm. like well that's done. But like if 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 we want to do another video on a similar topic, if come to find out that all of the comments are like, "You idiots, you, you do this one thing, you didn't were, take the safety off the bow and arrow, that's why it didn't work." Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, then it's like, then okay, we have to come up with a whole another whole another concept for a video in order to reapproach that sort of idea because we did such an insufficient job the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in a case like that, where at least in that hypothetical. The only thing we didn't do right was keep doing it. So there are sure. sometimes where we can we re, we redo stuff because like here's a new technique, here's a better technique, here's the way this other person does it. Um, but this would just literally be, all right, take two because we it is just insufficient data. Yeah, and I I do wonder if we sort of had um, if if the channel was the sort of thing where it were like these you know more comprehensive like big videos that you could take time on um that we could have some way to address that kind of thing mm. um whereas right now it's just like i mean we got to slot it into a schedule and we got to go and maybe if if there's something that could quickly be picked up as b-roll or whatever then like we could do that and just inject it in there somewhere yeah. but outside of that it's just kind of got to be what it is um yeah that's i don't know that that one in particular uh, i'll be interested to see how people re- react to that one anyway it's gonna be great and everybody should watch it <laughs> um stick around Sports through channel. the ads yeah uh like and subscribe that's right that whole thing we can't tell you to click on the ads <laughs> we can't sentence. uh no that is explicitly again it's oh. it is explicitly against the google adwords thing i did say know that. please click on my ads because Nobody uh, clipped that. <laughs> uh, no, but that's that's actually that's in the policy because then you start these like click rings of people yeah. clicking on everyone else's stuff, and then then the whole the nefarious mm. click rings. My <laughs> click posse is gonna bring it. <laughs> All right, let's take a, a little break from modern rogue stuff and talk about the store. Um, we uh, David is not here, um, uh, as you can tell. He's still alive. He is mm. we believe he's still alive. <laughs> Someone has his phone and has texted me from it. So I haven't seen his plugs in months. <laughs> I don't know if they're real or not. And uh, he, there is a new product coming to the store very soon as of this recording um, that will probably be on the store within a week of this recording. So please check scamstuff.com because it will probably have been out for weeks now mm-hmm. when you hear this. And uh, uh, that'll be a neat thing. Matt and John, uh, Matthew and John have been... Uh, working on shooting some of the B-roll for that stuff without giving too much away since David really... David was saying, it said more tease. More tease. Mm. But we did shoot a lot of sexy B-roll and footage. A and lot. And we, had at, we forced Brian to sit down and watch a rough cut. 
Oh wow! And uh, and and he just, gave notes and everything. He gave a lot crazy. of notes. He uh, yeah. he he gave Matt uh, the valuable modern rogue lesson. That is, if you feel like something's about ninety percent there, you're halfway done. <laughs> you know? So, okay. So it was it was a, an important journey. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so so keep an eye there. There'll be a video on the Modern Rogue channel about that, and it, the product will be available at Games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Theoretically, yeah. tomorrow as of this recording. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, weeks since this video has come out, it has mm-hmm. been it has been available. Uh, so there's that. Another thing coming to scam stuff, uh, it, or at least it will be available via scam stuff. This is this this I believe to be a fact. Even though I was told it might be available mid shoot or mid recording of this podcast, so we'll see. But um, it is February of 2020. Uh, South by Southwest is coming up. Normally, we would do a big night attack show uh, here in Austin, uh, like we did last year at the North Door. This year, um, we've decided because South by Southwest is very expensive and very few people are actually coming to South by Southwest and also just piggybacking on our event at this point, uh, that it is cheaper for absolutely everybody involved to just do our local Austin event outside of the South by Southwest date range. So I believe... So I'm going to put a big asterisk. Just put a big asterisk here on everything I'm about to say. Because I this information is uh, 24 hours old and could be completely different. Uh, but I, I don't expect it to change very much. Uh, the first weekend of April, I believe that's uh, April 4th. And 4th. April 4th is the big day. And then some stuff on the 5th. Uh, we are going to do an event here at the HQ property, uh, which will include a night attack live podcast recording like we would normally do at South by Southwest, a live um, ice cream social podcast recording. Our friends Matt and Mattingly over at the ice cream social uh, will be in town and and, uh, record something with us. Uh, Possibly a Brian and Matt Donnelly, Matt from uh, ice cream social doing some sort of stage magic show. Um, A full set from our friends over at the possum posse uh the incredible country local country band here um plus food everybody gets to tour the the property and all this stuff um uh the tickets for that will go through scamstuff.com uh i think when we've done our own ticketed events for night attack before we've done uh like uh brown paper tickets or red paper tickets whatever it is uh, but uh, they've got it set up where they can do it through scamstuff.com. So that's where that stuff is available. Um, it is kind of a VIP sort of event and kind of priced like a VIP sort of event because the, the number I heard was 12 hours on Saturday, which is not all stage performance time, um, but a mixture of shows and recordings and showing people around and there being food and possible other stuff. So... Uh, uh, scamstuff.com please check that out uh, I think when we have Night Attack tonight we're recording this on a Tuesday we w- we'll talk more about it uh, during that so please check out uh, Night Attack uh, nightattack.tv or your podcast provider and uh, man I don't thoughts? know that there's anywhere I want to be for 12 hours <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see we'll have to see kind of what all of that looks like hmm. obviously sure. um, the so I kind of assumed everything would be out in the uh, in the steel building in the warehouse okay. where Modern Rogue gets shot. It's it's gonna have we just got AC installed today or this week, 
uh, it's big enough to hold a hundred plus people and a stage and any lights and it, it, it's big enough to do everything we need to do in it. But also there's talk of like, Oh, well the possum posse will probably perform. I heard possum posse will perform outside for some reason. Um, and so if we're recording and then it becomes an issue of like, literally what do we record? Because we, I don't, we couldn't possibly, I don't know that we could record everything on the, on the timetable. Run 200 foot HDMI cables mm. out there. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> well, and so that's another thing, right? Is because all of the live streaming stuff and the new mixer are in here, but, and so people who are not here are kind of going to expect that we have some live stream. But it's an event taking place at a podcast studio. <laughs> the, uh, I do know the soundstage will have internet. Uh, I guess asterisk on this. We'll have internet within a few days or a week. Interesting. Because, I mean, we have like the the we have the a, piping all the way to it. Oh, interesting. Like underground piping that. You well, know. but still, but that then that it's still a very big. It, it's still more to like. Bring like I expect we'll use this mixer because we can unplug it and move it around pretty easily. But these computers are kind of a, a, a kind of a house of cards, and if mm. we start moving them out there and then move stuff around, and so um, we'll have to see what our offerings are for that. I think with the live shows the past couple of years, we've tried to say like, if we have a live stream, you'll see it. There's a good chance there won't be one, um, but I don't know that we're gonna have many excuses. We do it here, but not in this room. Right. So we'll see. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yes, there are cables already in the pipe. People are. To the chat people. I see. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You could run one 200 foot HDMI cable out there, just live stream that one camera. You could just have floating camera running around there. Nobody has to be in here to do any switching or anything. Brent's got a good point. And then you just have one person kind of roaming around. I think. Maybe you have two cameras recording for the for the published thing, right? And then you've got you got a three camera setup, and only one has to be broadcast. Um, true, mm. but then I'm just coming up with ideas. Mm. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, just uh, here. but then audio becomes a thing because the way we have sure. audio, we pipe the audio into the computers. Mm. But if the mixer is out there, then running stuff, and we don't have an XLR cord that is longer than 15 <sighs> fucking feet in this room, uh, unfortunately. Yet. Yet. So we'll see. We'll, We're going to we'll tape 20 uh, XLR cables together. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can daisy chain XLR. So, uh, yeah. uh, so we'll see. We have uh, about a month and a half to sort of figure out what all that will look like. And I assume, because that's only like four things, that there will be many more things just... Or rented porta potties That are going to happen. There will be porta potties there, there will be catering. The details, those are details we'll figure out. Right, but jamstuff.com right. is where those tickets will be available. So, uh, Founders Day, April 4th and 5th. And there will be, yeah, and also there will be something on. That's right. That's, this was the 12 hour thing, right? From noon to midnight was the idea. I don't know what is going to fill fucking noon to midnight. But, and then, like last year's South by Thing, something on Sunday morning. Just because, just to really fuck it up. Just a really fucking <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that is the Founders Day thing. Let's talk about some comments. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we had a video come out very recently. It was very funny f- for this watching this video come out because we sh- it was shared on social media kind of a lot um, bef- when it, when we shot it. 
Mm. And only now the video is coming out. And so every, I've seen multiple people, especially in the Discord, where they all saw that tweet or the tweeted video about it. Um, saying, I thought I saw this. Didn't and, I already and, see this? And it was also in the 2019 retrospective because we teased it. Mm. Oh. Um, oh so realize, yeah. people saw one or the other or both and were like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Um, so... I just now remembered why this topic is what this topic is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the four of us in this room okay. are pretty level-headed folks. Yeah. I would like to think so. Gener- broadly I'm speaking. I'm not sure that's ever sure. proven in my case. But in the ballpark okay. of mental state, we are in normalcy. Uh-huh. I've seen several specialists and I am good to go. Good to go. Yeah. Check, check the certificate, everybody. Yep. It's a good thing when you have the certificate too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of putting an RFID chip into your hand to control technology with your wearable, with this effectively, it's not even a wearable, it's a livable. It's a, it's an, an embeddable. Um, really got the Satan people just <laughs> fucked up. And the to be clear, conspiracy the people. anti-Satan people. Anti-Satan mm-hmm. people, excuse me. Um <laughs> I don't know the name of the channel. If I knew it, I wouldn't say it. Uh, and right. if I could find it very quickly, I would not show it. But um, there is uh, someone made content about our content. <laughs> and they did not link to us, but it did not take us as a brain surgeon to find where we were. And so that video on RFID chips, how would you describe the comments? on that video oh uh so uh i uh uh i blacklisted some terms and it caught a lot of it caught a lot of fish in that net really like Ooh, re- uh, revel- revelations that's one of them did you blacklist I, sheep i i don't i don't i don't want to give away all of my blacklist oh, uh, terms because yeah, then they'll just right. circumvent it yeah exactly um but elevations yeah there was just a lot of people <laughs> who um who were convinced that we were forcing them to implant technology into their body and condemning them to hell. Yeah. Um, that this was like some kind of like government sponsored thing in order to get people used to this a idea. A lot of people thought it was, I heard scripted mm. more than once. Yep. We always get that. Because that's yeah. what we're yeah. doing for, scripted. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've gotten that for four years now. Yeah. So. If any if any of those people were patrons and saw the first pass edits, they would know how unscripted everything is, but also how much it looks like it's scripted. Given some of the vocal directions. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a lot of religious nut jobs uh, kind of came out of the woodwork and uh, just really flooded the comments. I've never blocked that many people consecutively. Yeah. Yeah, I was, was going to say, that, do we have like an estimate of how many blocks or comment deletes? I did like 40, I want to say. Okay. Blocks uh, or? Blocks. Wow. That's okay. Uh, I've probably done 200 moderator mm. actions between blocking and deleting. Yeah. Um, for for this video specifically, but I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. This one video alone. Yeah. Right. And, wow. and, and now I know normally, Brent, that you keep a log of all of your moderation actions. Yeah. So that if someone is an, is an anomaly and realizes that any action has been taken on their YouTube comment, which nobody ever notices. Uh, there's a thing here that says it's a whole log. Have yeah. you been keeping up with that for this video? Because sure. good yeah. God. Okay. I didn't write any uh, of mine down. Uh, uh, neither does Brian. Neither does Jason. Nobody does it except for me. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. The the reason uh, I have a reason uh, f- column column for for every uh, action. A lot of zealotry 
and a lot of um a lot of uh fear mongering sure Mm -hmm. yeah um those those are kind of the two big ones for this for this video yeah it's um it's it's such a weird one because it was pretty quick when the sort of the other content about our content was created and released Mm. After this video came, it's also kind of really sloppily made. And oh yeah, don't get me. It was just kind of like here's here's a seven minute block of uh, no commentary. I'm just gonna play their whole just literally like a very oblongly cut of excerpt, long excerpt of the of the video, and then some voiceover of our screenshots. Um, Is there is there a policy? Or I, I know that when it was happening, no one really knew what to do with all of this stuff. All of the comments coming in, the response and stuff, there was, so that's what I'm getting to. It's like, what is, what are we, what are we do, what are we doing? Is there, like, are we opening the floodgates and just letting them come because it's too many to deal with? Are we trying to deal with everything? Is it long-term, short-term? So you you have basically three options. If if you have a platform of our size, you're going to have a lot of people who leave comments, Mm -hmm. uh, certainly. So uh, in this case, you have three possible options. One option is... um, It is like the the selfless, I'm going to sacrifice myself and I'm going to sit down with every single one of these people Mm -hmm. and I'm going to educate them and I'm going to... Uh, teach them uh-huh. uh, how they are misguided and ill-informed. The Brian Brushwood method. The Brian Brushwood method. <laughs> um, as we all know, that method, one, almost never works. Uh, two, takes up a tremendous amount of time. Three, and encourages bad behavior. <laughs> encourages bad behavior. And also, um, you do that for long enough and you feel like a certain obligation and responsibility for things that are not inherently your problem, mm-hmm. um, which can cause like mental problems long term uh probably yeah um to all parties involved yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so that's that's not a great option to go down another option you can do is hands off like hey man whatever i just pose the videos the comments are what they are mm-hmm. i don't i don't necessarily agree with these comments but a person posted them and now many channels are size and bigger takes that exact tact most do yeah um and i can't imagine a channel our size or bigger taking that tact Mm, mm -hmm. of doing nothing of doing nothing no it's like once you pass 10 or twenty thousand, like you gotta monitor i've i've seen some exact opposite i've i've seen some very specific examples of of that not happening where you're like oh it's just a free-for-all in here like nobody gives a shit Right, 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 and be, and and I, I I I see the value in that, which is just like, look, no, the I of the types of media and social interactions, I, if I was ranking them, YouTube comments would be at the top of the most useless list, yeah. probably mm, maybe behind pin, whatever Pinterest is, <laughs> sure. and and um and so if I had a channel that was say one, two, five. 10 million subscribers i could i couldn't possibly try to deal with i I would say you leave all the comments you want the people who are going into the comments are either looking to comment or looking for information and either the comments will surface the best comments that have that information like a time code or additional information or another creator came by and left a comment and everybody upvoted that or they are going to add more noise to the pile and 
congrats, you're now in the pile. It's a big pile. Mm-hmm. Well, would you ever just take the option of shutting the comments off? No. I've advocated that at times. Huh. I, um, I, I think it's... I think it is on paper the same, but we do know that there, there it's an engage. There's also an engagement factor to it, mm, and sure. so mm. if people have left a comment, then somewhere in the machine it says, "Oh, here's the number of comments that affects literally something," mm. and um, and having them turn and and having comments turned off like says more than just having comments and not dealing with them. Because if you have if you have a video and your, it, it says you know, comments are not allowed on this video. Um, to me as a viewer that says, oh, there's something like with this video or there's something going on. And I already don't like tend to go to the comments anyway. But if I if I'm on the page and it says comments are disabled, then I think, oh, well, something's something stinky happened here. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I, I feel like I've, I've seen some videos that are like... Um... I feel like recently I watched some Royal Institute videos and there were like these lectures okay. and they had the comments turned off and mm. I was just like, oh, this is just like a, a, a breath of relief because I could just I could just pay attention to the video and I could just figure out how I feel about the video. I don't have to worry about being, you know, seeing, uh, you know, uh, 50,000 people talking about somebody smacking their lips in between every sentence yeah. or whatever. Because to yeah. me, if you don't monitor your comments at all, you are creating, you are showing anybody who just stumbles on like whoa this is a trash channel with trash people i there have definitely been channels that i have been like interested in by a video gone to the comments and went oh i don't want to be associated with this community because it's clearly pretty bad based off of the comments and i've left comments or i've left channels behind actually a term i don't care anymore it's a term you taught me matt the evaporative cooling effect yeah the evaporative cooling effect it's uh the the idea that once you create a community uh, on like a web forum or a comics a comment section, you've attracted like a good kind of core group of people, but eventually the jerks are going to come along and start like acting like jerks. Mm-hmm. And the more the jerks get away with acting like jerks, the more your core group is going to be dissuaded from participating in your community. So until you're sure. kind of just left with jerks. Well, and and you know we back when we had the the IRC channel and now we have the Discord, the different Discord servers. Like I think that. I see the 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 policy on those spaces for Discord, definitely, yeah. But in 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 a vacuum, I I, I that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. how we've kind of handled like like Scheme Nation and Scheme School doesn't get quite as many comments as Modern Rogue does because Modern Rogue is more popular. Um, but that that was kind of an idea with with moderation, you know, back in the day, which was you let bad comments be around, or if you let people talk smack in the comments. Uh, then that's a bad look. That's a bad look on us mm. and a bad look on them. But also, like again, I have so little value in YouTube comments that I think those community spaces aren't in the YouTube comments. And even if we had the best YouTube comment, uh, I think if we had a good YouTube comment, mm, I, I, I don't know enough about our comment section <laughs> to make that judgment. But uh, Most of our I, comments I, are great. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think if you have a good YouTube comment section... You have that is a sign that you have a good audience, but it's not it, the YouTube comment section is not a community space. Right. I, I don't think there's a space to create community and learn names, especially on a channel of our size, a channel of half our size. Right. Right. Because yeah. you're right. It, it does get overwhelming, but equally you can't. I feel like uh, people who post there aren't posting to be part of the community. They're posting to make a post and those names don't 
aren't names they're just a screen maybe, yeah. maybe at a certain size yeah but i, I definitely feel oh, like, smaller ones yeah yeah i mean like film right for instance like mm-hmm. film right uh, you know i I've, I've kind of dropped off of watching them a little bit lately but um back when i watched them very actively it was a very community vibe in the comments and it was people who knew each other and people mm. who knew each other's work mm-hmm. because i mean that was also a channel that really encouraged people to interact with one another sure um in and a lot like of ways. being like a video cha- being a channel about shooting video and, and film like totally makes sense like youtube it's a one type of community i guess youtube is like bias towards doing uh being a good fit for um but i think for so many channels it's like the the community grows and fosters elsewhere um i mean that's why we have i i think our discord is that space more or less i know it's certainly my space when there's something that where i want to be in that community i don't uh, you know Twitch, you know, like Twitch chat is like, is kind of a space depending on how active and how much you can watch live. But like, I think Discord, Discord really is like the new great social media network. I, I also think there's kind of a, a, a layered effect um, where it's like, yeah, Discord a lot of times, is, especially with like Modern Rogue, where there there is a, a, a paywall sure. for, for most of the interaction there. Um, that is like a, a really uh, core uh, uh, community experience. But then you have these other layers like uh, like Twitter. Um, you know, people interact with us on Twitter who don't interact on Discord. And then beyond that, you have something like the YouTube comments. YouTube comments is is like the, the base outermost layer because... The Wild if, West layer. If you're watching our videos, that's the first uh, space to interact with the community. It's yeah. just right there. It's on the same page. You're right there. You have to take additional steps to go to our Instagram account or our Twitter sure. account. And then you have to take additional steps to get into our Discord account. So I think they all have different values and I think they're, they all play different roles in building the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right in so far as, you know, that YouTube space is not where th- that like ultimate deepest core experience is happening. Yeah, because you, you kind of do want your community space to have some steps to get there. A little gatekeeping. Right. Um, I mean, you can look at this historically and say like, look at something awful, right? You had to pay money to be there and if you got banned you'd had to pay you had to pay more money to get unbanned and in in cases like um i i in or uh in emails right um we, we actually talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago on the after things podcast which you can find at weirdthings.com um talking about email lists right we have a big email list for the store and for all the stuff that we do here uh mostly the store um, I was talking to the guys on that show because I'm starting, I started my own email list thing for video game stuff. And, uh, one of the things that Brian mentioned is like, you don't want people on your email list who are not going to open your emails. Like, uh, <laughs> it's good to have a high number of subscribers for, for sure. And it's, it's a percentage thing, but if there's someone who never opens your emails, uh, then they're not useful in that medium. Because that's all you're doing is sending emails and trying to get them to open them. And at a certain scale, when you end up paying for having a certain number of people on your email list, that's that's lost money. That's wasted money. Mm. Um, and so you kind of, in that case, you want to prune the community. Um, and and it's similar in the other way of like you you want people to 
go through a little bit of a work so that they feel um, like it, it took something for me to be here. And it's uh, it's just the small part of like the buying in process to a community. Hmm. So. so the third option. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, first option, fully commit yourself to educating literally every person. Second option is, hey, whatever happens, happens, man. Uh, third option is pruning, basically. It's basically going through and seeing, okay, does this person have a bad faith argument? Do they consistently have bad faith arguments? Then they can get banned. Uh, you can delete something if clearly they're not interested in engaging um, in a meaningful way. If they're just fear-mongering, if they're just doing these things that don't contribute to the community, don't contribute to the conversation, um, get rid of them, either the comments or the person, um, depending on the severity of the comment death threats banned sure we've had a couple of those recently um and yeah and, and just like you know uh cultivating this space to be a, a space where people can actually have conversations if they want to most of the time they don't want to um but you know having people who it, it's interesting because the the tone of a conversation in these comments um is is so um aggressive in a way that I, I would have no problem if somebody said hey you know what like these are these are my beliefs and this goes against my beliefs but you have agency over your own body and i'm perfectly okay with you doing what you think is fine for you if somebody kind of wanted to like express their own personal reservations but also respect our ability to do what we wanted to do um then like I would obviously have, that's fine yeah and we, and i we've would seen have no problem with those, that yeah yeah, but there aren't many of those. Right. Many of them are. You can kill me before you implant a thing in my body, and it's like, <laughs> dude, nobody cares what you do with your body. That's yeah. your problem. I, I'm just gonna get rid of this comment because it doesn't serve any purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing because sometimes you do run across like edge cases where you go like, uh, this makes me feel kind of uncomfortable, but also there's sort of like dodging around some of the the big red flags mm -hmm. um so you kind of have to like come to terms with what you're personally okay with or not yeah it's all subjective yeah 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 and you know at the end of the day you get a rid of a comment nobody notices nobody cares literally no one ever cares <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's it's always I, easier I will to say in in the, this specific rfid case we because we found out about it either i think it was during weird things or during after things because i think we talked about it there too uh, that's, that's where I found the video when I linked it on the Slack. And the reason that they are so, uh, coordinated is not maybe, maybe is maybe doesn't the right word, but, uh, it's because that is a smaller channel and that those, those, uh, uh, users are all on the same page about what the true what believers get done. Yeah. And so like, that's how I, uh, found out about it. Someone accidentally posted the link to this guy's video in one of the comments. But then you go on back and look at the comments in that video and you see like, oh, they're starting to delete comments or they're filtering certain words, <laughs> you know? And I mean, that is technically a community, a more of a community, a communal use of the YouTube comment system than, uh, uh, than in other, and then in the majority of other cases, but also been used for, for evil. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so. That's that. Uh, let's let's move on here. We we still have a bunch more topics to get to. We'll kind of rush through this a little bit more. Uh, we had a Scam Nation shoot with uh, Alan Paletti, which I think in last month's episode, uh, I think we said we were about to have this shoot, um, and then 
the video came out uh, yesterday. So, or that episode came out yesterday. So uh, the those episodes of Scam Nation have already started appearing on the Scam Nation channel. Uh, we we did uh, four episodes that day, uh, three of which with were with Alan, and those same three had John in them. John, oh, look at that guy! John was in uh, in Scam Nation. Uh, I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the pipe smoking episode, but this was another case where we were yeah. using found light, found lighting because we didn't have a lighting kit and uh, uh, mixed, mixed results. I, 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 I tried my best, uh, but grading in these, in these lower light or tough lighting situations is not uh, my, not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was it, John, you had not been in, like, you had not been a guest on any of our videos before. Yeah, no, never. I mean, uh, and it was just, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, we all showed up, looked around the room and Brian's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, dude, just, I'll just do it. You know, just throw me on. And, uh, and it was fun. I've never yeah. done a Scam Nation episode before. And they taught me what a Royal Flush is. <laughs> yes. I was the wrong guy <laughs> to do a poker trick with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- those those are fun. I think we're, we we want to figure out the next time we can have Alan on. Yeah, because uh, he he lives a couple cities over, but he's also got a family and a a a, a, a newborn. I believe he just had his second kid. So, yeah. uh, congrats to the Paletti house. Uh, yeah, this is like the second time we've shot with him, right? Mm, no, no, we've shot with him before. Oh, you, before. Yeah, you. yeah. Uh, we, he he's been on plenty of times. Uh, but but recently, yes, he, he he's been on uh, a little bit frequently. Yeah. One other scamation thing is that uh, uh, Corey, who has not really been on any of the content, maybe you've seen him around on like a first pass edit or something. Right. Um, he he helps out with the physical space here. Uh, you know, grease and hinges and installing ACs and etc. And uh, he is is taking a little bit of a hand in doing booking for scam nation now in terms of uh booking guests um i'm i'm sure we've talked about it before on this program but if not uh we are looking in 2020 to have more um guest magicians on scam nation and there, we, we've gotten a lot of uh enthusiasm oh there he is in the chat see cranville mm. uh we, we've gotten a lot of uh enthusiasm from from magicians who want to be on the show and are interested in being on um, and and figuring out the best way to do that. It turns out a lot of magicians live in in Las Vegas, and um, what what sounded like it might be like, oh yeah, we could go and make a, a small trip to Vegas. Uh, yeah, every every time I talk with Corey about it, it sounds like more and more people are interested, and they are all living in Las Vegas. And um, hopefully that doesn't balloon too much, because then long trips really start to eat into things. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But uh, in any case, we're hoping with, within, I think, the next few weeks of this recording of having some guest magicians in and recording um, stuff. Uh, Corey says about 15 magicians have signed up so far. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. And so that'll kind of take a lot of different forms, I expect. Um, some of the kind of traditional Scam Nation and Scam School content of showing a trick and teaching it, um, but also uh, opening up the possibility to maybe just have an interview. Like, yeah, here's an interview with, with this magician. For the record, I am interviewing all of them mm-hmm. for a little project okay. he's got going on. Sure. Uh, outside of that, yeah. outside of that also, um, uh, as well as possibly just showcasing good, good magic. Like this mm-hmm. is an advanced thing. I couldn't teach you even if we had hours, but 
hey, here's the thing I'm going to show you to the camera and it looks really cool. Um, we don't know what those look like that. That's more new format stuff that we haven't done with Scam Nation before, but uh, it'll be cool to have more content ready to edit and uh, publish. So that'll be coming up on Scam Nation very soon. Cool. Uh, let's run through these other skim or these other modern rogue topics if we can. Yeah. Uh, we have some more shoots. Like we said, we had a lot of shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a shoot in this uh, in the podcast studio space. We, there's a you you might have seen it uh, in various cases, but we have a a blue curtain up on the wall of of the studio space. Some mm-hmm. photos and some some stuff has been shot in this way in front of the the curtain, uh, but we just had a new shoot uh, with. Brian Gavados. Gavados, thank you. Who is he's like a, a, a marketing guy? He's like a, he, he works for corporations and getting like their PR. messaging right. Yeah, I think he works in, in PR. And so we, we did what three episodes with him? Yes. Yeah. Um, about um, you know dealing with social situations, I guess. Yeah, and learning how to be a more effective communicator and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He, he was great. He, he obviously is a good communicator and mm-hmm. so he he really uh he really took to the camera because he's probably done stuff like this before uh, uh john how did you feel about that uh, i enjoyed it especially because the reason i wanted to bring it up with matt here because you weren't here for that shoot right uh i think that was the that was my, my fly-in day right oh, or yeah yeah, yeah where I was, my flight was delayed 11 hours Jeez, yeah sorry would have been that. there sorry guys spirit airlines <laughs> um but uh i the reason i wanted to mention it is because uh Brian Brushwood gave a shout out to our boy, Randy Olson, who is my former producer and Matt's current producer. And he directed the movie Flock of Dodos. Currently, he's teaching all over the world his method of narrative storytelling. He kind of does what Brian does on a uh, Brian Gavados. Yeah. What Brian Gavados does, except like on an international level for, you know, NASA and the Parks and Rec departments and blah, blah, blah. Bottom line, he tries to teach scientists how not to be boring. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, Good that, luck. That's that's pretty interesting. I mean, it, especially like especially space or NASA, SpaceX. Like you, you see this a lot with SpaceX, right? With like engineers are are not always the best speakers, but you get um, uh, science communicators and and other variants of of uh, communications and PR folk, and you can really sort of humanize and, and make some of that stuff more understandable. Right. Yeah. If you watch mm-hmm. any of the SpaceX launches when they have the big, the big webcast and they have all the, uh, the hosts there and they're explaining what's going on and they're talking about the mission plan and all that stuff. Like, um, that's a, a very, I think, interesting sort of two sides of the coin dynamic. Yeah, and it's mildly tragic in my mind because there are so many scientists who are good at communication who the second they realize they're good at communication, they go become a science communicator. So it's like, whoa, 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 who's doing the research? Who's writing the grants? Who's getting the funding? Not you anymore? Great. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, department. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that's Randy. Randy, a lot of the times, is like j- trying to get everyone some like at least general basic narrative knowledge. So in- instead of like one one department having to handle it, because some of these places are like like smaller like satellite organizations, like the, yeah. like park the um, some of the parks, um, some some of the, the government organizations he works with, like the USDA. It's it's like these little satellite organizations. They don't have a PR department. So everyone in the organization, at least, he's trying to get them up to some general narrative knowledge. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so those will probably come up at some point soon. Uh, yeah. Know. One of them's already finished and what? it just uh, got pushed two weeks or something for oh, various snap. reasons. Yeah. Nice. Um, 
Uh, yeah. So that'll be on Modern Rogue. I'm, I'm glad we're finally getting some sort of communication knowledge out there. Um, I, I was I was a little uh, uh, nervous at first because I was like, is this going to be like... He's going to be a pickup artist guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think they turned out well and... Uh, People, people. I feel like it's just not heavily prioritized um, when when people are growing up in the United States to work on their communication skills, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's so vital. So yeah, I'm glad we could at least shine a little bit of a light on that. Yeah, and it gives us something to put in the gentleman category, right? <laughs> that is not making cocktails. Uh, another modern rogue shoot. This video has already come out um, about. Uh, the the technique to chop down a tree not necessarily doing the action of chopping mm, down a tree sure uh but how to chop down a tree and uh john i'm assuming you wanted to bring this up because of the intro the interesting yeah i, set for I that. forget which one it was attached to i think it was on the sharpening um an axe oh sharpening video. axe. excuse me and uh, i just we did a cool pov intro and i just thought it was fun I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately and just uh, wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah, so, uh, so it's, a, it's a, a POV shot of the axe blade and Jason picks it up and yeah. you're seeing it from the blade's perspective as he... What, what, what does he do? He goes and chops... Uh, starts yeah, chopping. He just, oh, just him walking. Just him walking with creepy music rising. That's mm. it. Uh, how... Uh, t- tell me about your the rig for this because this is this is something you could have just done with like a GoPro and a GoPro yeah, I wanted a nice prime lens and you know, uh, but yeah, I could have just done it with a GoPro. But uh, if you see the picture there, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's I had to drill into the axe itself, like the wood part where oh. the, the head is. Oh. I had to drill the the brace onto it, and then I had to add those um, pipe um, a metal hole. tie. Yeah, the metal yeah. ties to it, and. And even then, like as much as I tighten, tighten it all down and stuff, you could still see it like kind of it's sh- around it's a little shaky. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. but, you know, it was fun. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, fun <laughs> idea. I like that. Um, yeah. That's uh, all. And then, yeah. And that was the sharpening a blade. That was one that, how did it work out in the episode itself of it being a two part shoot day thing? Because mm. we came back to it. The oh, next yeah. Day to right. to oh, yeah. They had to more. do time travel because they're like, oh, apparently um, some people think a whetstone should be actually wet, even though that's not what wet means when you say whetstone. But right. And in some cases, it should be wet, depending on the stone you use. That was definitely something on the shoot day that I was unsure about. Of like, uh, I hope they're not thinking it needs to be wet because it sounds like wet. <laughs> but it's spelled differently, obviously um but yeah okay cool yeah and so they did and they i did like this, my like, time travel effect yeah they did a little like oh hey <laughs> we, we jumped into time yeah it was fun very cute jumping into time <laughs> uh let's see uh a couple more things here john ah uh, uh, yes I, I we you have been teasing it on <laughs> this program <laughs> for months nay just, years yeah uh there is now progress on the modern rogue flats yes i have built three of them yes i am building the fourth in the next couple of days and the fourth is kind of a beast because the fourth is going to have a lot of um accent wood on it there's one one panel that's going to have a lot of like nice 
discolored wood and it's going to have shelving with like leds to highlight like trophies or whatever mm -hmm. and that one is going to be heavy as hell so i have to build it in a certain way where i can have actual casters attached to it and the braces so that we could just you know press on the wheels and wheel it wherever we need to mm -hmm. uh and and so the the image that we're looking at is also kind of a five panel backdrop design what yeah what what uh level this 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 still feels very rough oh it's very rough but then we're gonna paint it and design it's uh i don't know what more to add because really this is just about like what the flats will look like yeah and all the other stuff will be us adding to it we need just like a geometric design or something so that is is, is the, the the single color flats have a little more dynamism to it. Is is it a, a company mandate to every set needs to have a bunch of big letters in the background? <laughs> I don't know. Um, because that's kind of what we got going on right behind us as well. There's I think I saw them in the business like, line, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I the reason this is so barren is because, well, I'm going to do this, and then mm -hmm. Brant, Bryce, Brian, Jason will have opinions about how we should change it or add to it. Mm, mm. So right now, this is sort of a blank canvas. Gotcha. The only thing I'm really certain about is that accent piece. Okay. And Corey already bought me the wood. Thank you, Corey. There we go. All right. So uh, that's that's the flat update. Uh, I, I just remembered something that uh, uh, a Scamnation shoot we had hmm. uh, that, that we can talk about uh, very briefly here. So uh, we... Hmm, we I, I'm pretty sure I've talked before on this program before about... Uh, it, it, it's a little tough to, to we're we're a little low on content on this game nation side in terms of uh stuff that's been written or prepared for us to shoot um even going back and like uh if we want to we one thing we had talked about and have done a little bit of is like going back to very old videos and redoing them or reshooting the concept of the video so that it's in high def and it's not 20 minutes long mm. and it's not just overly bad uh, and have an old netflix dvds by mail ad in the middle of it and that ad is six, <laughs> is six minutes long and and uh but, but we did ha end up having a shoot over the weekend the day before the pipe smoking i believe i believe it was the day before we went and did the pipe smoking modern rogue episode um but it it is um i guess we we need i, I need to figure out if we're going to do any branding or specific um, positioning of it, but the idea is we, we've taken three old Sam School uh, video, video concepts and put them into oh one video. Oh my god! Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot we yeah. shot it in there and we rearranged all the furniture. Yeah, yeah. so um, we we kind of shot it like we shot the um, the palming uh, palm how to palm different objects video. So it was just Brian speaking to the camera. Uh, it was in that in the kitchen space over there, but we t like we mentioned, we turned everything ninety degrees. It was kind of like the um, uh, tying a, a necktie mm. set up like up against the back the brick fireplace. Gotcha. But yeah. with the couch and the table and just two cameras. Yeah, just two cameras, and um, I, I think it went really smoothly. Um, and b between that shoot where you know we stopped and did B roll as we were doing it um, or, and like for focusing on it in real time, which is a lot easier to do when it's just Brian talking to the camera. Um, it, it makes me want to rethink a little bit uh, the structure of how we shoot Scam Nation videos 
we we had that one with Alan uh, Alan, Alan Paletti that we mentioned that I mentioned earlier in the episode, and one thing that kind of kept happening, and and it's it, it, it's nobody's fault um, because this always happens whenever there's a trick that involves cards or a sequence of cards where we go and do the performance and oh nobody the remembers is, the order. The performance is fine and we get fine reactions, but yeah, we don't remember the order of cards, and so when we go to get B roll later, we have to massage the truth more or less of you know what order the cards are or uh, what the cards are um and you know i just i remember in that moment being like this is a sign of us not doing something the best way we can do it because it's just it's super inefficient for us to go and record the whole thing of him doing it and then have to do it all over again basically just so that we have a good footage looking Mm. at so um, kind of like how we earlier last, or I guess summertime of last year, where we shot, um, uh, uh, where, where we shot a bunch of Scam Nations kind of differently. So instead of having the master shot, we focused on two faces cameras and a floating B-roll camera. I, I think there's a version of that for magic tricks or physical things, not just puzzles, um, that we will probably experiment a little bit with the next time we have a traditional scam nation shoot like that hmm. because it it takes up a lot of time to just redo everything and it it becomes incredibly sloppy because we suddenly we do it and the performance is great and then we have to stop and say did anybody remember the order of the cards is how can we recreate this what can we do to recreate this and then in editing it becomes a nightmare because it ends up being this like five minute block where we don't know where where now we have a problem that we have to solve and then 10 and then a couple of minutes of like us redoing everything and um and, and so i i think if, if and so i don't know i i'm I, I don't know what that looks like yet but i have just been in the mindset of like you know if we didn't if we didn't have a master camera the the two side cameras would and could be more dynamic and get get really get in on stuff mm-hmm. um Cause like I look at, I, I watch a lot of like reality TV stuff and a lot of stuff would be one or two cameras in some cases. And I think like, oh God, I think of like say iconic reality TV show moments. There's, there's a really great, there, there, I'm calling it great. And I'm about to describe something kind of bad. Uh, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The oh yeah. Real one. Housewives. Uh, yes. Uh, at Beverly Hills end of season one. Uh, Kim Richards uh, is like gets drunk and her sister confronts her about her sobriety problems. And a lot of this scene is like takes place in a limousine, right? Like Kim is just like having them drive her around and Kyle gets in and like, there's definitely only one camera in this scene, but between like how it's edited, cause obviously it's edited and how you would have had to shoot something like this, you know, going back and forth, getting a conversation, capturing a conversation and it being this like, kind of big dramatic thing where you can't just have people play along and be like, Hey, hey can, can you say that again? Or, you know, mm-hmm. um, makes me think like, you know, I, I think if we could be more dynamic and get a little closer in and be a little more sure of our stuff, our, our shots, I think it would be worth in, in various cases, losing the master, losing our center master shot or having that be something else. 
Yeah, the uh, the three camera structure uh, has a certain rigidity to it that kind of pre prevents a lot of camera movement and a lot of uh, dynamic shots, like you mentioned. I, I feel like we we talked about this not too terribly long ago, like two or three episodes ago. Yeah, where I was kind of just advocating for like eh, maybe we do like a two camera oh, thing two camera on, stuff, on yeah. this modern rogue thing, um, and it also I think the there there's a certain problem that happens where you know we developed this uh, we landed on this three uh camera solution right. uh, i don't want to make it sound like <laughs> we invented three cameras <laughs> um, but we kind of landed on that because you know we do so with modern rogue in particular and uh, we would do like this sort of documentary style thing of like ah you just go and we'll hopefully we'll have enough cameras to have enough angles that somebody saw what happened yeah um and I think sometimes having that many cameras can allow whoever is in front of the camera to be like, oh, well, I don't really have to worry about making sure that this shot, that a Works. camera got this shot because right. there are so many angles that somebody had to have had it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I know, and I feel like we've had, or I don't know if this is a, a habit of Brian, but it definitely feels like lately he's stopped more than once and said, I have a really good shot of this. And I can't imagine anyone else right. having a good shot of this. Which, um, like, uh, the big one was the, 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 the slim jimming, a car lock open or black blackjacking. No, I think it's a slim jim. Slim yeah. Jim. I did the rough cut on that. That yeah. uh, cell phone footage saved that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely saved that. Where I think if we were not reliant on having say, a master shot, not to say that we couldn't have a locked off shot like we did for like the through the car shot. Like, mm -hmm. I think we could have two very dynamic cameras working that shot or working that episode and, 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 and gotten equally good results, mm -hmm. you know? Um, what we need is five cameras, two mm. for the subject, mm -hmm. one master, and then two to be dynamic. Bam. And eight tripods. <laughs> okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just, okay. So, just yep. go back and forth. And then attach uh, a tripod to two other tripods. That way it's a, a brace a to keep them locked in. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, the sixth camera needs to be the crane shot though. Oh, sure. Obviously. Are we ever going to bring the crane over from the old warehouse? You just jinxed us. Now it's there for another six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, we, just someone has to do it, I guess. Is Corey? Right. Is he out there still? Uh, yeah, Corey, if you're listening, Corey. please bring Corey. us the Corey. Um, and the warehouse definitely has plenty of space for it. Hmm. Um, I guess once they finish getting the AC installed, they'll have actual space in there again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I, I've just been thinking about that because um, between like looking at looking at and being very envious of of electronic gimbal systems um and god we need one of those the, that would be nice um and looking at i don't know just is feeling this way about editing um some of this game nation stuff recently uh it, it's just made me go like well if we shot this differently uh it it would have been both smoother and we would have had very good cover. So anyway, this all is is to say, like, we did this damnation uh, episode about a mini routine. So an opener, a tweener, and a closer, uh, all in one thing. And I think it went it went pretty smooth actually shooting it. Yeah. Um, and I think if it's anything like the palming an object uh, episode, I think it will edit very easily. Um, both in terms of having a ton of coverage. I mean, when we did that palming episode, I mean we got a bunch of angles that we never use just just because we could do it um and that's almost 
that format, which I think we could replicate or reuse more and more and more, um, is I think maybe in my mind closer to what when we rebranded as Scam Nation, kind of what I hoped we would do more type, um, the type of format we would do a little more with Scam Nation stuff, which is you know. It's just about the magic, bro. Yeah, fo- focus on the content and and have it have it set up in a way where we're not reliant on going on location literally every time. Um, have it where we don't need to rely on having people who don't know magic and rely on having having content that uh, you know someone who doesn't know magic and we can pull them up and teach them this whole thing. Like, I think it it is further it is furthering opening up the Scam Nation format um, that I like. And, um, so we'll see how that, vi- that video will go up tomorrow. I will, or not tomorrow, but this week, uh, I'll be working on it tomorrow. Cool. So, um, that, that was a little scheme nation thing. Yay. <laughs> Any other topics before we do some off topic stuff? Any other business going on? It's been pretty good around here lately. How is have. Oh, here's, here's a quick thing. Uh, the three of you, Brant, John and Matthew are current are now currently sharing the two person editing room. Yeah, remember when we were like, hey, there are so many rooms in here. Why are there two people in the same room? And now there are three. Yeah. How is that going? It helps that I'm an extreme early bird. And oh, and a bit I, of a I, I take the night shift so that way I don't have to be around anybody. Yeah. So oh. you really, you've really like settled into coming much later in the day, Grant. Uh, for these two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you guys are sharing desks. There's a third no. desk and a third computer. Right. In the yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I... I could understand that um uh, brant and john it, it's been i think i guess your second month now of sharing sharing the room outside of the threesome outside of the three people sharing this room um otherwise how was it kind of being office buddies um brant came in earlier than he does for these two weeks so if mm. that means anything okay yeah yeah it's all right okay all right. In fact, I've been assuming every day I go home the last week and a half, I've just been like, oh, shit, maybe Brent's taking today off. Oh, because you guys <laughs> hadn't seen him yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. Um, are there any like wish lists or things to get into that room? It's, you guys have got a pretty swanky setup in there. The mini fridge, it's... a weight bench, <laughs> uh, that big, big We TV. did have to give up our weight bench because of Matt. Uh, so but it'll be guys. back once he's gone. I mean, also, the TV's never on when I'm in there, and I never use the fridge, so... Okay. Those are all things that are not really a thing <laughs> for me, at least. Pretty great for me, Bryce, if that's what you were asking. Ooh, do you guys have I don't a, think I was. <laughs> do you guys have an AC in there? It's going to get pretty... No. Yeah, you have okay. a window. Yeah, you got a little yeah, AC. Loud as hell when you turn it all yeah. the way up. <laughs> of course it is. But I... Um, but it, I, it's good that you guys have it, because I know that I've come... I've come to the hq property and the door is just open because it's so hot in there because all the computers are running at the well time. also yeah. for me I, I like to leave the door open because it lets in a lot more light okay um, when the sun is kind of over there mm-hmm. um so and also sometimes you just get like a big load of fresh air coming through and yeah i just kind of like you get bugs I, I i close it when it gets dark so that way it's not too bad okay with that but yeah yeah um very cool. And then uh, uh, Jason now has a desk. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Pe- people would never see it. Uh, it's in, it's He's sharing it with the equipment room slash the 
green room. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's got a nice little desk in there. And I think by virtue of having a desk in that space and moving the couch around, it has caused that space to solidify and kind of be a little, have a little less transient um, of equipment floating around. It's, oh. it's cleaned itself up. It's cleaned its game up a little, like, a little bit. Uh, like the telescope used to be in there, and that's oh. not in there anymore. Like stuff that it wouldn't even belong in there in the first okay. place is gone. Is that room still supposed to be like, hey, all our guests come hang out in this room on this couch that nobody ever uses? It's, oh, like a green room? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I pitched that as the green room. Ooh, right. just because that couch seems to take up a lot of space, it's and a good I've couch, never. Though. It's nice to have a good couch. I've never seen anybody using it. I, I use go and, it. I go and use it. I take naps will, on there on occasion. Sometimes on shoots, if I want to get away from everyone, I'll go and sit there for a few minutes. Hmm. Um, it's our green room. It's How not about a, that? Yeah. I think the only time I've seen it used in a green room capacity, and Brian was very, very loudly happy and exclaiming how he was using his green room, was when we had, I think it was when we had Mike TV and Trey Warren in here for Night Attack, and we were having this long setup. No, is that it? Uh, that was it. Maybe not. There was something where we had a bunch of people in studio. Maybe it was Justin and somebody. But anyway, there I, there was one time when that room got actively used a lot. But uh, if we're doing the Founders Day thing out on in the warehouse, not a we very, can't let them in the equipment room. Yeah, or I mean guests, like uh, on stage guests oh, could not okay. use it in the green oh. room because it is two hundred feet away oh, yeah, from the building. That makes no sense. It's in a different building all time, all together. Um, so we've got a green room. You got got to drive about four blocks that way. Um, Turn a right at the old broken tree. Uh-huh. It's got a it's got a lightning strike in the middle of it, like the mm. knock, knock three times, something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but but Jason's got some space here, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I when he comes in on occasion. Yeah. Um. So that's a little HQ thing. Any and other? Corey mentions that we have UPSs now. Finally. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, and nice. And I also just got uh, a UPS for home uh, yesterday. Oh, nice. And it's heavy as hell. It's very so dense. Because they're huge. Mm. They're huge batteries. Uh-huh. How, how much does that one cost you? Did you get a, Did you go like and get a nice one, or did you just? Get I got it? a fairly nice one. I want to yeah. say it was like two hundred bucks or something. That's not too bad. Mm. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a cup. We got two in here. Um, and yeah, now you guys have some in there. Yeah. And yeah. we replaced the battery of the one that was broken. One was broken. Yeah, the one that's been there, that the one that all our power has been plugged into, we have not been using the side that has the battery. Because the side that has the battery wouldn't power anything. The, I didn't know the, that the, there the, was a broken the, one. The, there's some old one in there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe there was because I so, think there was one in here in this place when we bought it. Yeah. So Corey replaced mm-hmm. the actual battery I out see. of it. Oh, okay. I didn't. Know I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, any off-topic stuff? We got about ten minutes. Any Matt off- has one. Okay, Matt. What's mine? Uh, Tell him what his his is. Oh, oh. Uh, I, I see here you've been watching some television, some web-based television from Amazon. It Prime. says the boys. The oh, boys. the boys! Yes, yes. That's why I'm a little out of it today because John I, I forced John me to watch the boys <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you finished it? Finished it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, by You're the way. Welcome. I was, yeah, I was, I was met like from the, 
like the first 10 minutes of the first episode, they had me. They yeah. had me. It, it just it just breaks so many conventions. It goes it always goes like one or two steps farther than you think it's going to go. It was incredible. Yeah. Great, 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 amazing acting, great screenwriting, great storytelling. They they should be proud of themselves. Yeah. I I think it's it's pretty cool. Did, have you seen The Boys yet? No. Grant? Pretty good. It's like um I I still don't like the way that they marketed it because they marketed it as like what if superheroes were raunchy and you got to see all the inside of the uh, behind the scenes? I didn't of the see raunchy. any of the marketing. Yeah, that was how they. That's and probably what turned a, me off a, at first. And there's a fixer, and he's the fixer for super. And none of that was none the show. of that. And yeah, translates to the show. And Jason hated the idea of it because he read the comic book, and the comic oh. book I could see like from if I if that stuff was on the printed page, I could see it being very edge lord, very jerk off comic guy thing, but on the screen with good actors, good lighting. It's like, Oh God, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, the boys is pretty good. Um, if we're talking about stuff we're watching, I am in the middle of watching the finale of the new Netflix fashion show next in fashion. Hmm. Uh, that show is pretty good. Uh, it feels like project runway. If you're, if you're one of the people who I think I, I can, um, I think so project runway just lost Tim Gunn. And instead, instead they got Christian uh, Siriano, who was one of the first, who was like one of the best winners of Project Runway Mm. um, to be the mentor. And I think Heidi Klum is gone and it's a new lady. Hmm. I did fall into a a Project Runway hole for like two or three years. Yeah, this this is very similar. I think it's a little um, boxy in terms of how it's structured. So it's like they're in teams of two for most of the show. But mm. then that means every time there's elimination, they eliminate two people, even when mm. they're doing solos. Mm. But it's only nine episodes, which is pretty, I think, yeah. short. Um, and it's also very expensive. You can tell that, I mean, they, they show it off a lot, that they're just in this huge soundstage, this huge Netflix soundstage. Um, but Tan France, who is in the new Queer Eye, and Alexa Chung, I believe, who is uh, a, a fashion, also a fashion designer, are the hosts, and they're fun, and mm. they've got good chemistry and they're both british so what is tim gunn doing now i think he's working on a show for amazon huh. that is not out yet because that guy has said some of the greatest sound bites of all time yeah like i actually alleged. have a clip of his that i play for certain actors and creators i work with where he's describing like like something so bad it was the guy who did hair on his pieces uh-huh he's like he's like you know when you go to the zoo and you walk into the monkey house and at first it smells terrible and then you're halfway through you're like okay this isn't so bad you can still smell it and then by the time you're leaving the monkey house you can't smell it at all great Tim you Gunnarsson. have been living in the monkey house yeah and that's what I show people when they hand me a bad script mm, I see um, y- yeah I, I think uh, uh, I, I think next in fashion doesn't I think neither Tan nor Alexa are like Tim Gunn great but I think they're both very good as sort of mentors and hosts. I would just like to see for the next season. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them feel a little more comfortable in the show. Um, the structure of the show, right? It's always like, it's very, everything that the show does is very expensive, right? Like they just have all of the, they just have a huge pile of fabrics and, and materials for them to use. And they're always like, yeah, here's all this great expensive stuff. And if you need anything else, let us know and we'll get you stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a huge soundstage, all this lighting, the big runway shows where everything is a video monitor from the back wall to the floor. One of them had pyrotechnics and like uh, all stuff you do to say, we have a lot of money for this show, but not a lot of um, 
dry or not not a lot of inspiration i guess which so there's no like challenge episode oh no they're or... all challenges oh. right like do do outerwear or not active wear do something with denim or... well no i mean by challenge i mean like here's the crappy materials you have to work with no no oh. this is the because it's it's also not i think the caliber of talent and contestant they have is higher than they would have on project one way uh, like yeah. they're definitely like lesser known and un and and some unknown talent but they tend to be people who have a bit of a pedigree in making fashion. So I think I think they they don't really because they don't do the thing that uh, common cable reality shows do, which is like, first off, here's a small challenge. And the small challenge might give you immunity or something. And then here's the big challenge. And then here's them at home. And there's all the drama with them at home where this is just like they're here. They're working on the thing for two days. And then that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's pretty neat. Um, and they have plenty of like uh tip segments in each episode so if you're looking for more of that queer eye like here's a thing you can walk home with like it's a bunch of there's a bunch of that stuff too so i think that's just mm. uh john or brant anything going on lately for you guys off topic uh i've been solving sudoku still nice um yeah. i feel like it's getting a little bit easier now i'm you know i'm doing the harder ones a bit faster yeah you're doing um, a lot of the new york times sudoku New York Times Sudoku. I've also got an app on my phone um, that I do, and I, I can I can feel how they're like generated differently. Oh yeah. Um, you kind of use like slightly different tricks for them. Mm. Um, every every once in a while, I still run into one where I feel really roadblocked, and I'm like, ah, I just can't see the 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 next step forward. Yeah. Um, because usually they they all have certain like logistical paths through them to complete. Um. And so sometimes I can, I can, I can still feel that I'm not quite all the way there, but it's getting a little bit easier, a little bit better. Nice. So that's fun. Um, cool. Also, we're one week away from super Tuesday. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, people can go out there and look at their sample ballots and be informed voters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, remember that you technically are not allowed to have your cell phone in a voting booth. So, uh, yeah. So if, if you're like me, every time I've gone to vote and have <laughs> something pulled up on your phone, uh, Go see the people outside who have the printed off sample ballots. Yeah, I, I always, always write Take down, notes. write down my stuff on a piece of paper and mm. bring the piece of paper in. Cause then I could just look at the piece, piece of paper and do, 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 do. Nice. And do not take a photo of your ballot. Mm. Do, do not take a photo of your ballot That's... or the voting booth because that is, I don't think it's a felony, but it's definitely like that can invalidate your vote. That is going to cramp mm. my style. Yeah. yeah especially with uh, your normal yeah. shtick. We have, we have. We have filmed my vote uh, that I give away every four years mm -hmm. for yeah. the last like eight years. Yeah, just gives well, it away. Technically, those votes should have been invalidated. <laughs> Not in LA. What? Yeah, in LA, you're allowed to have an assistant with you in the booth, and you can film or do whatever you want. Yep, so long as you're mm -hmm. nice and back. You're not actually in the booth. You're just kind of like you see them in the distance of the booth. You can film that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. We never showed the results because that's half of the fun. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. There you go. Super Tuesday. Check it out. Yeah, like and subscribe. And unless you're listening to this podcast afterwards, then uh, wait around for November, I guess. Yeah, when this episode comes out, it will almost certainly have been weeks after Super Tuesday. Uh -huh. uh, no, we'll try to get this one out early. Uh, John, anything for you? Oh, I went to Epic Fun, like okay. the funplex of Austin or whatever, because yeah. my girlfriend and her son came to town. And so me, her and her son and Brian and his family. We all went to Epic Fun, which is a... Like a it, Dave and Buster's type thing. Yeah, it's like a Dave and Buster's oh. type thing, except it's... Uh, it's at that kind of point where they're not getting a lot of business. Like we showed up on a Thursday and there was like 10 other people there and the employees like, wow, it's really busy tonight. 
Mm. Like, oh, okay. Granted, it sounds like you were rolling about ten deep, also. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and me and and Brian, like, you know, signed us up for all the challenges, like like climbing the wall or whatever. Mm. And there like I am. They have like wall climbing places, mm-hmm. and there I am getting strapped in by this thirteen-year-old girl to a hundred-foot-tall wall, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to climb as fast as I can and hit that cowbell and get the fuck down. Oh. I don't trust anything about this situation. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like things are at that point where maybe things start falling apart and there's just not money to fix them. Maybe it's been a little longer between inspections than it used to be. But Low review so far for Epic. It was, it was super fun. Okay, nice. It was, would you say it was And I beat fun. Brian to the top. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Brian goes to the gym. Brian's a gym guy. Brian. <laughs> gym, guy. gym guy. I haven't had a gym membership in like, God, it's been like eight years. Wow. Oh, okay. I just like what the timing. Hmm. Once you start selling your vote, you start selling your gym membership. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it here for us on the show. Let's do some plugs. Go backwards order. Matthew, hmm. uh, any social media accounts or websites you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Matt M. David, M-A-T-T-M David, D-A-V-I-D. You know, that's also where I'm at on Instagram. I never post to either, so good luck. <laughs> All right, very cool. John, anything at plugged? Skeptically Pwned. Skeptically Pwned, okay, there we go. Brant, any plugs? These are all real. Hey. Uh, <laughs> tradition. Um, you can find me on Twitter at getaway, G-A-T-O-W-A-G. Mm. Also, Instagram at the same name. Um, also, I run the Monorogue uh social accounts at twitter and instagram modern rogue show modern rogue show yeah nice uh you can find me on twitter at brycus b-r-y-c-a-s i do the streaming here on twitch.tv slash night attack uh oh this friday friday night bryce uh i i uh do a friday night stream where i do games and stuff this friday is a big one uh we're gonna play a little bit more splitter steel we're gonna play this hacking game called mainlining but then or at some point in the night uh kfc have you seen this new KFC? <laughs> no. Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm going to show that live reaction KFC thing. Okay. KFC. KFC has a new item on their menu. Uh, people in the chat might know about this, called chicken and donuts. <gasps> that was that sense. a donut chicken sandwich? And it is a. They have a sandwich that is a chicken, a deep fried chicken between two uh, uh, glazed well, donuts. That just makes that makes perfect sense. I mean, chicken and waffles, like donuts, yeah. like it's done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Finished. So food stream. But So also I will be eating one of the donuts, chicken sandwiches okay. on the stream. I was hoping KFC had some like new, really <laughs> stupid virtual reality game or something. And I was like, all right, yeah. Training simulator. Let's go. I, I, uh, <laughs> they made that dating simulator game a few months ago, or it came out a few months ago. And I treated it like it was radioactive. No part of that was going to be uh anything but free publicity for them getting on weebs uh who want dating simulators so that'd be cool friday twitch.tv slash night attack uh hopefully this episode is out by then or check the vods hey check the vods check the videos mm. uh the sandwich is about uh 1100 calories oh jesus mm. uh per two or three of those <laughs> in my love for the day that is before you add in macaroni and cheese which of course i will be adding in uh, this show is called The Bizarre Briefing. You can find uh, more old episodes, time codes, and all sorts of good stuff at bizarrebriefing.com. That's where you can find old episodes, good stuff like time codes. Uh, get the RSS feed and stuff. If you want to watch the video version of this show, youtube.com slash scam stuff is where this gets posted every month. 
Uh, we tend to record this near the end of the month. So we just recorded this one for uh, February, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we actually recorded it in February. Wow. I think it's maybe our first time I doing just... that. It, yes, I think it's maybe our first time doing that in like six plus months, at least. It's been a little while. It's been a while. So uh, thank you everybody for watching, listening, tuning in. We'll be back next month with more. And with that, we'll say bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>